Welcome to the Transformation Goddess Divine Feminine Spotlight. I'm Shan Vanderleek, founder of TransformationGoddess.com, a soulful, sensual, and sacred exploration for women. The intention of the Divine Feminine Spotlight is to share transformational stories of women who have learned to walk in beauty with the strength, courage, and pleasure of claiming their feminine sovereignty. Today, it's my honor to introduce you to Jennifer Mizell. Jennifer is a modern-day medicine woman and soul strategist. As a clear channel to the field of Akasha, Jennifer calls on this powerful energy, along with her background in spiritual nutrition and energy medicine, to help her clients stand in the beauty of their soul. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you, Shan. It's so fantastic to be here. You just picked up and and moved. You just moved your life in the the last couple weeks. I just moved my life in the last couple of weeks. Um, Literally, the decision, I always tell people life moves a little fast and furious for me, as I I would venture to say it probably does for all of us here in this community. Mm -hmm. Um, I I have lived in San Francisco for the past 22 years. In May, I decided I needed to um, go hang out in the higher elevations of the Rocky Mountains, and I went and I spent a month in Aspen. And I'm from, I'm a native Coloradoan, um, but just uh, for my own growth, had to get out of the state for a while. I came back in May, and, and at that point, I was, I was letting go of a lot. I was reflecting back on the relationship, the 18-year relationship I was stepping out of, a new inhabitant of my own femininity, my own sexuality, my own work, my own service in the world. And I just needed, I needed some space to clear my head, so I went to Aspen. And mm. I moved into the space where I decided to make Aspen my lover, where I would talk with the land every day and talk with the mountain. And, and, and really, the, it was it, Aspen and, and, and divinity uh, became my consort. And, and we just engaged in, in everything I was doing. Do I go to yoga? Do I go on this date? Do I work? Do I, I, would, ask, I would ask Aspen, you know, is, is this... Is this what we want to do? Do you want to explore? Do you want to sit down at a computer? Do you want to go for a hike? And, and the mountain would talk to me. Mm-hmm. And life opened and, and experiences I never had, community, friends, um, men, pleasurable experiences, uh, health, wellness, just everything just sort of blew up at a level I never knew was possible for me within a, a few weeks. And so I got to the end of that month and, and it was like, Aspen's not done with me yet. So I was like, well, okay. So, well, maybe I want to stay for the summer. Let's put it out there. And instantly someone offers me a, a place to stay in Aspen for free for the summer. And so I was like, okay. And, you know, and, and all the time it was a little uncomfortable. Like, oh, I'm supposed to be in San Francisco. I'm supposed to be doing this, but, you know. And then um, a few weeks ago, like three weeks ago, I started feeling this intense constriction. And I just had to you know, one of the things I, I like to do um, to think, and I think ground me, you know, I spend a lot of time in the air and ether, but grounding me, uh, a, a road trip. I, I just, road trips ground me. It's ridiculous. I always say I should have been a truck driver because <laughs> I feel level, or a race car driver. I'm not, or maybe truck driver by day, race car driver by night. I don't know, but I, I love driving so much. And so I would just take out on the open road, turn up the, some rock and roll, put, have the wind in my hair, drive over these mountain passes, drive on the open freeway because I needed to think. The universe was, was sort of constricting me all of a sudden. I started to feel really uncomfortable and itchy in my skin. And it was asking me to make the next decision about, is it really time to leave San Francisco? Is it time to leave California? Is it time to let go of all the sense of security and comfort and known 
and jump into something that is unknown, but that had been giving me sort of a, a sampling of for the, the months leading up to it. And so I had a girlfriend who was also moving from California to Colorado, longtime girlfriend. I've known her since I was 12. We both moved to California to go to college. And she was moving back on August 22nd. And I got this glimmer. I said, oh my goodness, am I hopping in that U-Haul with you and driving back? And she got really excited and it was just almost like it was supposed to be. So she said, I need to know in 48 hours if you're driving with me, because if not, I need to loop in other help. And in 48 hours, I decided to uh, move to Aspen. And that meant hopping on a plane, packing up my life, um, 22 years within about 72 hours, hopping in a U-Haul, driving from California through Nevada, through Utah to Colorado, and I've just landed here in Colorado. And I just, it was just a perfect time to be here with you. <laughs> I have completely, finally, well, I always think I've, I'm done. I always think I'm done with all the safety cords and I've, you know, let go of all my last remnants of holding on to the known. Right, um, right. But I, I do really feel like right now I'm at this juncture where there, the new story gets to begin. Yes. Because until we, ah, you know, there's just been a piece of me that was trying to overlap. Like an author, I'm, write, I'm writing the ending of one story and I'm writing the beginning of a new story yeah. and that can't be done. Right, right, right. <laughs> was just sort of like, you know, we're going to give you a sampling of what that next uh, series in this in your life looks like in this next book, but we're not going to let it totally open for you or totally stick until you really sever these old things that you know you're done with. Um, I think a lot of times we hold on to things we're not being 100% honest with sure. ourselves. Sure. So throughout all of this transformation and transition and, oh my goodness, so much going on, how have you been making sure to take care of yourself and, and interlace that sacred feminine time and sacred feminine rituals to really make sure that you're loving yourself up? It's been very interesting. So I would say December, a new channel opened for me, a new level of opening to my soul, of opening to my feminine soul started to move through me. It be, it, I think a lot of us in, in our, our work were, have heard this concept of it's so critical to take care of ourselves as women. It's so hard for us to take care of ourselves as women. Um, that became a not negotiable piece where it's not even caring for myself above all other things not only got me through a lot of these um, tricky transitions, but it also empowers you at a higher level. The most important thing that I would say is um, that I talk to my clients, my own community about, is always checking in with your own vibration. Where are you in your own um, where are you amplifying your own light? Where are you eating foods that dim your vibration or, or dim your light or that you know don't feel so good for you or they might drop your intuition? What are the relationships and the people that you're around that are sucking off of you and still mm -hmm. help lift you up? You know, looking at all of these things is, is fundamental to the work that I do with my clients. And always, you know, I have to make sure I'm walking my own talk. So looking at how am I, you know, when life, throws you some upheaval when you kind of are going through a, a death and a rebirth, things like um, taking care of yourself or, or eating well, even though I have a background in therapeutic nutrition and health and healing, you know, we can fall off our own map. So sure, sure. coming back to those fundamentals of, 
of what do I need to do for me that ups my vibration, which is, you know, um, having green tea instead of coffee, eating protein regularly, making sure I'm eating, um, but then getting into the deep um, feminine sexual practices. And, and this is really what I think is, is so fundamental for us. Um, women, you know, our power resides there in, 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 in our um, pelvic uh, bowl, you know, there right. the, the sacral chakra. It's where our creative life force comes from. It's where our creative power comes from. Society, um, religion throughout the centuries, all sorts of our own um, sexual trauma, abuse, whatever, cuts us off from that power center. And I believe when we get power in there, it's simply chi. It's just getting chi energy that will move through your body and turn everything else on. Mm. And so the most important practices for me um, through this process, especially this year, has been tending to the sacred sexual energy of, of that chakra and really coming into a place of realizing pleasure mm -hmm. for us as women um, is, feeds us, it nourishes us. And, and I'm t talking pleasure at any level. It can be sure. sexual, it can be um, self-pleasuring, it can be smelling a rose, looking at the stars, lying on the ground, going to a beach. Whatever that is, I believe in my own guidance, my own what I call board of directors, we talk about it's, it fills you up with an elixir of, of, it's kind of, they call it the fountain of youth, of energy. Sure. So tending to um, very much and in, in coming into a place of sexual pleasure with myself and my own sexual practices, not with other people, with yourself, um, brings you into divine communion. And right. it feeds you, when you feed you yourself at that level consistently, like a daily practice, then your energy changes in the world. And that goddess energy shows up for you. And I believe that that kind of you come into a place of, of openness and surrender and beauty and the world sees you differently and the universe conspires in your favor. Mm, so well said. And then, you know, it's so funny, you just answered my next question. So <laughs> I love it when that happens as well, because so many women, I want as many women as possible to share their stories about how they relate to their bodies, to their sexuality, to the, to their power, because for so many, this is new. Or this is, oh, you know, do I talk about this? Do I really do this? How, how am I showing up for myself? And it's so incredibly important that we're paying attention. We couldn't have had this conversation a month ago, Shan, because I would, there's been a lot um, I, I've had to hide about my own process that I've wanted to share because I, I say it would harm the innocence. <laughs> Um, but now that I've, I've sort of airlifted myself out of, of an old life, I, I can speak a little bit more freely. You know, my beautiful um, relationship of, of 18 years that I've exited in the past year and a half was sexually dead. Um, not because of either of us, but because of where I was in my own life, my own pro process. Um, and that, you know, age, I would say, planetary energies, whatever, all of it, you know, has turned me on in a different level. And when there's so much shame around sex or, you know, I'd really, 
there's so much shame around um, pleasuring ourselves. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, when I was maybe 21 or 22, my, my spiritual mama was telling me to, you know, masturbate so I would learn about, you know, my body. And, 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 but it was very much from a place of then you know how to be with a partner. Now I really work with, with um, my closest clients around, you know, when you're just turning on that energy for yourself, you're coming into communion with divinity. You're mm -hmm. coming into a place of bliss. And then, great, you might show up as a fantastic lover, or you might attract some fantastic men to you, or you might change your relationship with your husband or, 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 or your partner, whatever that is. But it's, it's, it's not about anyone outside of you. It's not about you know knowing how to be a better lover. It's not about knowing what to ask for in the bedroom. It's simply, I, it's a meditative practice that when you turn on those pleasure centers, you come into communion with the divine. When you come into communion with the divine like that, with Shiva and Shakti within yourself, mm -hmm. then you turn on your power. You turn on your power as a woman. And I just, it's so fundamentally important and it, it's really not something I, I really could have spoken to um, because it is still very personal. Sure, sure. Um, I, you know, I talk with my clients about this all the time, and, and um, you know, where it's always an inside job first to see how you show up in the world. It's never, you know, oh, I need the perfect relationship, the perfect man, the perfect this, the perfect that, and then life is going to turn on. Turn yourself on from the inside, and then the outside starts to take care of itself. Oh my gosh, I just knew that this conversation was going to be wonderful. Thank you so much for having the courage to just put it out there and, and to be ready and uh, appreciate you so much. I, I would love for you to share how else you embody being a sovereign goddess in your life because you certainly right now are showing up as one who has made some really, really tough choices and, and yet here you are. For me, embodying sovereignty or this idea of, of uh, the, the sovereign goddess or sovereign feminine. You know, sovereignty has a lot of misnomers out there and I would like to apply some new ways of, of, of thinking to it. Um, more from the feminine perspective, I mm. think, you know, the masculine still overrides um, that term and that concept. Being sovereign doesn't mean that you're always sort of this untouchable, kick-ass human being, but it's coming into a space of, of reverence. Um, mm. That we're constantly, that you know, it requires us to, we're, being, embodying sovereignty at the feminine level means you're going through a constant process of, of reevaluation of death and rebirth. You're, and going through the birth canal is messy. Mm -hmm. And the more you constrict around it, the harder it is. And it's not always glamorous. Glamorous, You know, it's not always having your shit together all the time. Right. It's understanding that life is a journey. It, it, it's not the destination. And so, you know, there is a new model that I would like to say we can embrace of when we surrender to what wants to move through us, and hold reverence for that. You realize, I just need to step aside and let this, the divine feminine flow through me, and I am simply the vessel for it. 
and I am the tender of its sacredness. I'm, I'm a priestess holding this energy. It's not me. It's what wants to move through me. When we come into this place that, you know, we all have, I, I would say, past experiences as priestesses in one way or another, and, and you're holding a sacred energy, and it's not you. And I think when we come into that space of being and we realize it's really more a process of getting out of the way <laughs> than controlling something. Oh my gosh, is it ever. Then it, it resolves a lot of things. It resolves the question about, is that my intuition? I can't listen to my intuition. It's like, well, just let it move through you or get yourself out of the way. Or maybe you had too much sugar or coffee today and you can't hear your intuition. And when you start to come into a place of, I need to get my ego offline enough that whatever wants to flow through me can and honor it as the most sacred energy that is available in the universe. The divine feminine energy wants to flow through each of us. And it's our work to get our human cells clear enough, open enough, out of the way enough, so it really can just permeate through us. When it permeates through us, it comes out in that unique way, because right, we're all unique and beautiful in our own ways. We're vessels, so it, we're transporting that energy around in different ways. Hmm. But I just would love everyone to start to see it as sacred. Stop questioning it. It's the process of the lunar cycles. It's just the way of nature. And so letting yourself surrender to that, not constricting, is, is the best thing. I, I think also it, it means we have to do, you know, it's always coming back to we must chop wood and carry water. <laughs> so spiritual or evolved or, right. you know, you're, we have to always do the nuts and bolts of our practices. Some of those mundane things, maybe it's meditating, maybe it's masturbating, maybe it's eating protein for breakfast every day. Maybe it's, you know, I don't know, clearing clutter from your closet. Right. Um, the, the, the rituals of your life that you make not negotiable because you know they keep your channel open, they keep you in your flow. Um, there's a responsibility to that too. I hope that helps. Oh my gosh, yeah. of course it does. Of course it does. And I, you know, bring it back around to that reverence and bring it back around to just getting out of the way. When we come into building up the energy of that second chakra, either through, you know, when you experience pleasure, when you experience happiness in your body, you're feeding yourself at that level. When you look at, you know, why does it feel uncomfortable to do that? What, you know, when, when you amplify that energy, it helps you go into um, the flow, mm -hmm. the space of, of surrender. And I, I will tell you personally, if um, I, you know, I was, I was doing, as I've been sort of making these decisions over the past weeks, um, I was doing some, some tarot spreads just because I, I like to check in at that level sometimes. Mm -hmm. And the hang the hangman kept coming up for me as to what was opening for me. The same card, same position. And I was like, what is he doing here? And it was just following it, falling into a space of reiterating, you're in a place of complete surrender right now. Yes. And... For those of you who are midwifing any process or have given birth to a child or midwifing someone um, at the end of life and encouraging the soul to leave the body, it's messy. 
Yeah. It can be messy. And, and, and when you constrict around it, when you, when you get really in a fearful place, when you're, when you're giving labor or when a person is really afraid to die, it makes everything that much harder. And so when we have a reverence for the higher purpose, knowing the universe really always has your back, Mm -hmm. there's always a higher plan. You might not understand it. You might not understand why this or why you didn't connect with this guy or why this relationship isn't coming to you. I invite people to go into a place of complete surrender to the divine feminine and realize she's got your back. She is there. The more you release, the more you open, the more things can open to you. Tell us a little bit, Jennifer, about the inspiration for your business. And I know you also have a free gift for our listeners today. And I want to make sure that we cover both of those areas before I turn you loose, because as I expected, you and I could make this conversation last much longer than, uh, than, than a clock would allow or than, than, right. <laughs> so I'll let share, share a little bit more about what you're, what you're up to and, and how you My serve others. Work is, um, dedicated to helping women embody their, um, what I would call their inner medicine, which is really the divine feminine soul. And it's always, what can we do to get you more and more in alignment with that? What blockages need to be cleared? What um, questions need to be answered so you can step and stand and be supported in that process? Because as we've talked about here, for any of us, it, you know, we need allies um, going through that. We need midwives in this process. Um, I work in the channel of the Akashic Records. And so with all the work I do, either my group work, my meditations, or working with clients one-on-one, I'm working in the field of energy that is holds the library of information of your soul. We tap into that field and through that you can get a, a high level of knowledge about the next answers you need in your life, if that's around health, your service in the world, your relationships, and it really um, also energetically clears the way for things to open to you. So I I work with people one-on-one through the energy of the Akasha. Go to jennifermizel.com and you can also sign up for my free gift, which will also keep us in touch where you'll get my, my medicine woman musings, but my free gift, um, five ways to embody and embrace your inner medicine. There will be a lot more moving through in my work next year um, that I've sort of had to keep at bay around embracing a higher level of sexuality in your own practices, which I'm excited to bring to the table, but have had to, uh, it requires me to speak a little bit more openly than I, my life has allowed me to do. So if anyone wants to stay in touch with me, just go to jennifermizel.com. There's a free gift there, embodying your inner medicine, um, a, a great little uh, list that you can print out and put on your refrigerator. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much, Jennifer. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you to everyone out there. And just, I invite you to see where you can inhabit more pleasure and more bliss in your own lives and look forward to hearing how that turns things on for you. So much love to all of you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Visit transformationgoddess.com to claim my five-part audio series to help you awaken the goddess within.